Well, good evening, everyone. A Merry Christmas Eve uh, to you, or Merry Christmas. I know there's some people tuning in from different parts of the world right now. How cool is that, uh, that we get to join in on this Christmas Eve, uh, Christmas Day together. Uh, my name is Doug. I'm one of the pastors here at Lord's Love Church, and we're so glad that you're able to join us tonight, no matter where it is that you're tuning in from. Just for tonight, whether it's your first time or you've joined us before, we get to be family. Uh, we get to be a church community here. And for that, I'm just so, so grateful. Uh, among many things that I'm missing this year, as you are also missing in the year of COVID, uh, what I'm missing is really just hanging out with some of my friends uh, at the coffee shop. Uh, I love coffee. I love to drink coffee. I love to chat with people uh, over coffee. And this reminds me of a couple of years ago, I was meeting with one of my uh, friends, another pastor in the city, and he, we were supposed to meet at the Starbucks in South Burnaby, uh, which is a part of the lower mainland here in Vancouver. And I was always meet up with him. And I was a few minutes early to our meeting and I was sitting there. Have you ever been there before? Like, should I grab a drink first? Uh, should I grab a coffee first? Like if I grab it, I might have a coffee. You might make him feel bad maybe he was expecting me to treat him I don't know but if he shows up and then we both go and get coffee together it's like well who's gonna pay we have that weird stare down we both pull our credit cards you know I, I was thinking about that uh, five minutes into the service trying to think of what I should do well the time came uh, for him and I to meet up at the Starbucks and he didn't show up and I was thinking well maybe he's just running late uh, maybe he's behind in traffic. Another five minutes went by and I was wondering, well, maybe I'm actually at the wrong place now and we're supposed to meet him somewhere else. 10 minutes went by, he still hasn't shown up. 15 minutes gone by and he still hasn't shown up. And I'm thinking, well, I should probably send him a text message now just to see where he's going. So I send him a message and I say, hey, I'm at Starbucks and I'm sitting by the coffee bar. And he replies back right away to me and says, hey, I'm also at Starbucks sitting at the coffee bar. And I'm thinking, well, that's interesting. This coffee bar isn't very, in, uh, very, very big. So where could you possibly be? And I said, uh, you're at the Starbucks uh, at uh, the one by Marine Way, right? And he's like, yeah, the one by Marine Way. And I'm like, yeah, the Starbucks at Market Crossing, you know, the one uh, right by Save on Foods. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm also at the Starbucks at Market Crossing. But I don't see a Save on Foods, though. I, I see a winner's. And at that moment, it tuned in to me that he was at the Starbucks right across the street from Marine Drive, Marine Way, 610 feet away. I looked it up on Google. Uh, and he's on the other side of the street, so close yet so far. And he was there waiting for me. And I was where I was at that Starbucks waiting for him. And I start off with that story tonight on Christmas Eve, because many of us think of Christmas and think of God in that way, that we are also thinking we are waiting for God. Uh, we're waiting for God to show up. We're waiting for God to reveal uh, himself and to make himself known. And especially during this Advent season, uh, which means arrival, we look back to the original uh, Advent, the original Christmas where baby Jesus arrived uh, and came onto earth. And, and we look back to that and remember how God has come to us. But Advent is also a season where we look forward, where God's promises are true and we're waiting for him to come back again. But just follow along with me tonight, just for a little bit, that what if what God is saying to us tonight is that we actually haven't been waiting for him, but he's been waiting for us. Just like I was waiting for my friend and my friend was waiting for me. What if we're not waiting for God, but God has been waiting for us the whole time? And the idea for us tonight is this, that God has been waiting for you. God is waiting for you. That is the story of Christmas. That is the message of Christmas. We've been going through a series called Fear Not. 
where we remember the story of Jesus, where the story of Christmas hasn't been canceled. It continues on uh, through the centuries. Every single year, we remember the birth of Jesus. But the first week, we looked at how angel Gabriel showed up to Zachariah and said, do not be afraid, Zachariah, for your prayers have been heard. Even though they were childless and they were barren, God met them where they were. God showed up in their emptiness. God entered into their em emptiness. Then last week, we saw how the angel Gabriel again appeared, but not to Zachariah, but to Mary this time around. Mary, the mother of Jesus, whom we just kind of had that um, modernized story version of, him of her texting uh, her, her mother. Uh, the mother of Jesus, how even though she was a virgin, she will have a child. How she is poor and she's young and she's unmarried, but how even though in that culture, she is a low in stature, low in position in society, even though in that time she was unfavorable in society, in God's eyes, she has favor. The angel said, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And we learned how God isn't intimidated by the impossible. But that's okay. If you, if you haven't joined us the last two weeks, uh, two Sundays, we come to a story now tonight where it's a climax of the story of Jesus being born, of the Messiah being born. Tonight on Christmas Eve, we're going to look at the story of the shepherds. Another do not be afraid. It looks like how our friends here uh, are going to meet an angel again. Uh, th this time is going to be um, a whole choir of angels showing up in that storybook read by Joyce. I love how the picture of the first angel was the half of the night sky. That's I would be terrified too if I saw an angel <laughs> half of the night sky. But uh, this passage like that Simon just read for us, this beautifully paints this picture of, of the night. And it starts off in verse 8 saying this, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. Okay, so so picture this. We we get the we get this image here that the shepherds were out in the field. They're minding their own business, and suddenly an angel appears. They're minding their own business, but God had other plans for them. God already had them in mind, and already has a message prepared for them. Now, why why does the message about the birth of the Savior, if you think about it, go first to the shepherds? These seemingly random shepherds that are out in the field. Why do they get to hear about this baby Jesus first? Well, maybe it's because shepherds were humble and lowly people, and they were the lowest rung in the ladder, and they were out in the fields, away from society. Perhaps they were outcasts. And God, by showing himself, by revealing himself to the shepherds, show how God's love is for all people, that there's no one that's too far, too far removed, too far gone, that God's love is truly for all people. But there might be another reason, uh, as suggested by Alfred Ada Shaim. He's a, a biblical scholar way back in the 1800s. And he says this, that the shepherds looking over the sheep meant for slaughter receives this divine message about the ultimate lamb who would be slaughtered to take away the sins of the world. So it's quite symbolic that God, Jesus, the good shepherd, the great shepherd shows up to the shepherds and reveals himself as a sacrificial lamb that's to come and to take away the sins of the world. And his first announcement is to the shepherds there. Okay, so, so, so what is the message that the angels have for the shepherd? And we read this in verse 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And, and, I, and I love this. 
of the angels saying, do not be afraid because the shepherds were terrified in a year of 2020, where there's so many uncertainties and fear and, 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 uh, and unknown uh, in this year, the message still rings true for us. Do not be afraid because there's good news that will cause great joy. The angels have good news. And the angel is saying that God is able to turn something good, that you've been experiencing something that's good into something that's going to be great. And what is this good news that caused great joy for all the people? Well, a savior has been born. A savior has been born to you, the Messiah the Christ, the anointed one, the one that centuries have prophesied and spoke of, the one that's going to come and take our sin away, the Savior has been born. And it's not that he will be born or that he's going to be born tomorrow or sometime in the future. He has been. He's already been born. The baby Jesus has already been born, lying in the manger, waiting for the shepherds to arrive. You will find. That's what we read in the text here. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped up in the manger. And even though the shepherds were the first to see Jesus, Jesus was already waiting for them. And that message is true for us today. God is waiting for you. Think back to the biblical text uh, in other aspects of the Bible, when the Magi, the wise men, when they show, um, when they showed up uh, to the, uh, to the stable, following the star, which by the way, if you read about this week on uh, winter solstice, uh, the great convergence of Jupiter and Saturn, which is also known as the star of Bethlehem or the Christmas star. Perhaps this was the same star. They couldn't differentiate between planets and stars. Perhaps this was the same star that guided them back when Jesus was born, but it hasn't been this bright in our part of the world anyways for 800 years, and we just got to witness it uh, this past uh, winter solstice on the 21st, but they saw this star and they followed it and they went to the stable and what happened? Jesus was already there. Jesus was already born and waiting for them. When the disciples ran to the tomb, if you're familiar with the biblical narrative, when Jesus was crucified and who was laid in the tomb on the third day, when the disciples went to the tomb, what happened? Jesus was, Jesus was already resurrected and waiting for them. Jesus was already at the well when the woman at the well went to draw water for uh, when she was thirsty. Jesus was already there when Nicodemus came and to spoke to him. Jesus was already at the garden of Gethsemane when Judas betrayed him. And when Jesus already knew what was going to happen before it even happened, Jesus is waiting. And we see that same narrative for us on this Christmas Eve, on this Christmas day, that Jesus is waiting for us. After the resurrection, Jesus appeared to the disciples when they're catching fish and Jesus was waiting on the beach, cooking breakfast for them. Jesus has always been waiting at every point of our lives, every point of your life, through the thick and through the thin, through the highs and through the lows, no matter what is going on in our lives, Jesus has been waiting for us. Does that not encourage us knowing the storms that we're about to face, that Jesus is there with us, that he hasn't abandoned you, he hasn't left you, but he's right there with you, waiting for you before you are even there. And then we see next part in verse 13, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appear with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Verse 16, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. 
as I read the story, I'm not sure what you're thinking here, but as I read the story, I think of how God is never late. God is always on time. He's never not in the right place. But even more than all of that, I'm reminded that God is a promise keeper. He is who he says he is because God is waiting for us. And he said he will come for us. He said he will bring us a savior. That's good news that will cause great joy for all of us to hear. But some of you tonight might be hearing this message for the very first time. Some of you are wondering what kind of message is this that God is bringing to you, that God is waiting for you. And maybe that sounds like bad news to you. But tonight we're saying this isn't bad news. It's, it's good news. It's going to cause great joy. Why? Because no matter what you've done or how far away you have fallen, God isn't waiting with a message of wrath with a message of punishment, but God came in the form of a human being in a, lying in a manger with a message, not of wrath, but of love, love and forgiveness. And some of you need to hear this tonight. God is and has been waiting for you. And perhaps this is the night where you come back to him and you say yes to him again. Some of you are hearing this for the very first time. And some of you have heard this message before and received Christ, but you've fallen off and it's been a rough year. But we all need to hear how God is waiting for us. He's waiting for you. His message isn't one of wrath again, but it's one of salvation. His message isn't one of, of anger, but it's one of grace. It's one of forgive, forgiveness. And God is waiting for you. God is waiting for you. He's already there before you were even born. God already loved you before you were even born. God died for you before you were even born. And tonight we're reminded of that great truth. God is waiting for you. And some of us have tried to fill in that void with different aspects of life. We've been trying to fill it with finances, with money, with fame, with success, with relationships, with all sorts of pleasure. But we have come to learn that ultimately they fall short, that they don't fulfill the need that we have, this God-sized hole that's in each and every single one of our souls that only God can fulfill. And God took initiative and took that first step to reveal himself to us. And that is truth and hope and great news for us to, tonight because God has been waiting for you as you're waiting as well. That God has been waiting for you as you're waiting for your healing or you've been waiting for your relationship or your marriage to be restored You've been waiting for your future spouse, maybe that financial breakthrough, justice, change, freedom, fulfillment of that dream or fulfillment of that promise. As you are waiting, we find hope and peace, joy and love and knowing that God is already there, that God is meeting us there before we even knew him. And maybe some of you tonight, you've been praying that it's going to be a loved one that will ultimately come back and return to God and know his love and his peace. And you've been waiting for a very long time. But this is the message for us tonight, that no matter what it is you're waiting for, no matter the kind of year 2020 has been for you, God is there for you. God is for you. God is with you. God is waiting for you. Now, will you accept his invitation? Will you come back into his arms, into this relationship of the loving father that he is? Because all he has to say to you tonight is son, daughter, you are loved. And you are known, you are cherished. There's nothing you could do that can push me far away. There's nothing you could ever do that I haven't died for and covered for. So would you come back into my arms and come and to know me and know my love?